And welcome back, everyone. This is the Exxon. I am Rob McConnell. We're coming to you from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Worldwide toll-free, 800-610-7035. Email exxon at exxonradiotv.com. On all social media sites, TV, And our main website, where you can listen to the Exxon, 724-365, www.exxonradiotv.com. Exonation, as you know, this is the spooky time of the year. Mind you, here in the Exon, it's spooky all year long. But we have a special guest this hour. Her name is Dr. Heather Harder, and she's the author of Interdimensional Communication and Exploring Life's Last Frontier, The World of Death, Dying, and Letting Go. She is a personal and business consultant, professional speaker, and has appeared on hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of radio and television shows nationwide going to be talking to the good doctor tonight about the art and science of talking to ghosts, spirits, angels, and other dead people. Joining me now from the area around Chicago, Illinois, is Dr. Heather Harder. And Dr. Harder, welcome to the X-Zone. Oh, thank you. It's a joy to be with you. Tell me, uh, Dr. Harder, how did you ever get into the world of talking to dead people, ghosts, spirits, and angels? Well, like everyone on the planet, I've always been in con- contact. I just didn't know it. And so probably it was around mid-80s, about mm-hmm. um, 20, 30 years ago, that I really learned how to mindfully be aware and take control of the process. Now, do we all have the ability to do this? You all are doing it. Um, it's not even a choice. You will be connected with other dimensions. It's just whether or not you recognize it and then are able to control the process. Um, we all get intuitions. We all have mm-hmm. dreams that have visions of people who've passed on. We all have um, those gut feelings or smell something or feel something, but we don't know how to take control of the process. Um, like if someone calls you, you can answer the phone, but if you understand the process of the phone, you can also make calls and talk at will. That's the thing that I have done that many people are yet doing. So if this is an inherent ability that we all have, Doctor, how come people revere psychics and other members of the world who have an uncanny ability, or so they think, to use divination to communicate? Why don't we just know how to do it ourselves? Well, because we don't trust ourselves. We Ah. don't think we're worthy. Just like in business, we go to business experts, we go to business coaches to tell us what we already know. Mm -hmm. Psychics just do it from another dimension. Um, They're people who are able to give us information and sometimes proof that they know what they're talking about. Um, And it's easier than tapping into our own resources. You've got to trust yourself first. And that's the hardest thing for humanity to do. Is that that gut feeling you get when you... When something happens or you meet someone or you just kind of feel as if you're not alone in a room? Sure, it it can be, uh, among many things. That 
that visceral feeling. Every cell of your body is sending and receiving information continuously. We just don't know how to tap into it and oftentimes interpret it correctly. Uh, but you have a special part of the back of your brain that is actually designed to be this interdimensional connection of all things non-physical. So how come we haven't learned how to use it fully? And how come, you know, uh, when you walk down the street, the people that you meet and greet are not aware that we have this natural ability? And why is it looked at as something strange, weird, and bizarre if it's so natural? Why do we spend Halloween talking about dead people? Uh, two it's, points. We have just turned it into this woo-woo topic, uh-huh. and rather than looking at the the natural part of it, um, I have a chapter in, in my book, Interdimensional Communication, that talks about woo-woo in the White House. And it's all the presidents mm-hmm. who have talked about, acknowledged, or used spirituality and spiritual contact in their in the White House. But yet we still poo-poo it as something that's, oh, just, you know, imaginary. Jesus cast out uh, evil spirits. Yes, he did. And yeah. yet we at this age still deny that evil spirits exist. They think there's something out of their imagination. We are programmed to be helpless. You know, when you were talking about the woo-woos in the White House, I thought you were talking about the presidents themselves, not the spirits. <laughs> no, that's a whole different issue. Oh, it is. It is. It's a topic for another show, and I'd love to have you back yeah. on to talk about that. Uh, you know, it's... It's not only Halloween where we here in the X-Zone talk about communication with the dead or, you know, psychic phenomena, interdimensional communication, interdimensional travel, interdimensional beings. And you know what? I feel right at home talking about this topic, and I've been doing it now for over 23 years. And yet it surprises me. Well, it really doesn't surprise me. I'm in awe when I've looked out over all the years to find out that more and more people are starting to realize what we call normal, that they used to call woo-woo at one time, and they're saying, hey, you guys in the exome, you're on to something. We want to know more. Dr. Harther, Heather Harder, please stand by. You and I have to take our first commercial break, Exxon Nation. Dr. Heather Harder is my guest. Her website is www.heatherharder.com, and we'll be back on the other side in two minutes. Don't go away. You're a pumpkin. A big orange pumpkin. A big orange pumpkin. And when you were there a lot of children out there? Not so much. No? Did you get a lot of candy? Yeah, I got a lot of candy. Mommy's eating all the chocolate bars. Well tell mommy that's your candy, honey. Okay. Tell her. I'm eating all my chocolate bars, Mommy. Working in the lab late one night when my eyes beheld an eerie sight. For my monster from his slab began to rise, and suddenly. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, Dr. Heather Harder is my guest this hour, where she is the author of Interdimensional Communication The Art and Science of Talking to Ghosts, Spirits, Angels, and Other Dead People. Her website is www.heatherharder.com. And, um, you know, Dr. Harder, I am a firm believer that Halloween is a holiday that was created by dentists. Just in order, <laughs> you know, because, they, you know, dentists are, you know, they, I, I've got a friend who's a dentist. And I said, what's your busiest time of the year? And he looked at me with a big grin on his face. He said, about three and a half weeks after Halloween. <laughs> 
funny. Okay, so let's talk about the dead. Now you've got a PhD. You 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 know I you've do. got real credentials. How do your fellow PhD doctors and uh, the people that you know are in the higher school of education? How do they feel about what you do and? Well, I can say that they're often horrified, and I teach at a faith-based university, and mm-hmm. so that religious build and, and spirit communication often are at odds with each other, although a few years back the Pope did say that not only is it possible but highly likely that people are talking to dead people, so he has been blessed by the previous Pope. Um, my mother was horrified that I would talk about talking to dead people. That was certainly something she wanted to keep in the closet. I think she would have preferred that I be anything but spiritually connected. And still, we have more spiritual people in the closet than we do gays. So it's it's something yeah. that we're only learning to you know bring into the polite conversation and accept it as part of our reality. So how do you define a dead person, you know, or, or dead people. You know, it seems that you lump angels, spirits, ghosts into one category of dead people. Mm-hmm. Well, medical science says that you're alive if you've got a heartbeat, a brain wave, if you have a breath. Um, it mm-hmm. has very clear definitions for what live means. Well, if you take those away, then dead people are all those others who don't have a breath, who don't have a pulse, who don't have a heartbeat, who don't have a brainwave, and they fall into all different categories after that. Those that are the most spiritually exalted are the angels. They're working on God's team. They're Mm -hmm. helping us become better. They can manifest in many, many ways in our lives. And then all the way through poltergeists, who are those who are really kind of the um, uh, unpleasant disquieting uh, ones that intentionally want to disrupt your life. So we have a full range of what I call dead people. You know, it, it over the years you've seen an increase in in the media coverage and television programming when it comes to the paranormal. It started with the, let me see, the X-Files, and then you had the mystery shows, and then, you know, it goes from one to the other, the ghost hunting shows. And, right. You know, uh, I well, dead people. Yeah, so why do you think... In the last, I'd say, 15, 20 years, all the attention that the paranormal has been getting. Well, because we're waking up. Uh, Um, We have been locked into a third-dimensional world that what is real can be mm -hmm. touched, tasted, smelled, heard, felt with our fingers. Now what we're doing is recognizing we could live in a much bigger world. As we stepped outside the planet and went into space and started looking at the planet from afar, we begin to see how much bigger the world is. And we're beginning to recognize that we're more than those five senses, that we can see things that can't be seen. Government has spent billions of dollars teaching people how to do remote viewing Mm -hmm. to spy in other countries. Certainly they know it's real. Um, And so we're just beginning to awaken that we are much more than what our physical bodies and what the world has conditioned us to believe. Why would someone, in your opinion, want to talk to dead people or someone who's dead? Oh, my gosh. I think of all the dead people out there. Mm -hmm. Um, I've spent a lot of money for coaching. I can get better coaching from better qualified people from my dead friends. I get advice on every aspect of my life, from business to my writing. You know, I get all kinds of support. When I was involved with politics, Mm -hmm. I had a conversation with Abraham Lincoln. You can't get a higher authority than Abraham Lincoln when you come to politics. 
And one of the things he told me is those who plan, who claim to be his friend plotted his demise. That was his words. And so um, I had talked about Social Security with FDR. Now, just because they're dead doesn't mean they're sitting around doing nothing, waiting to have someone talk to them. It's very hard to talk to better-known dead people. But if you have a reason that supports their life purpose, they will come through in lots of very interesting ways. Um, I can't tell you how many incredibly precious conversations that I've had that I could have had had I not been connected to spirit world. Tell me, how do you communicate with them? Well, different ones communicate differently, but mm-hmm. my and and I have used lots of different senses. I've even been talking um, to someone in real life. I, if I'm talking about a book project, I will record the conversation. Mm-hmm. When I played this recording back, there was 75 feet of first one voice, then two, then three voices recorded on top of our conversation, and that voice did not erase what was underneath it. It was spirit talking on top of our conversation, which I could only hear when I played it back. And it wasn't this gravelly um, thing that they say, oh, this is what they're saying. Mm -hmm. It was very clear, distinct language that you could hear. Um, I've had, um, most of the time, I connect energetically, Mm -hmm. like I can feel your energy through your voice print. And then if you were to say something about, say, your wife, then I can feel her energy through your voice print. So I feel energetically the connection with spirit, and then I follow that pattern back, and then I get information sort of through a a visceral kind of experience. But I have heard voices both inside and outside. I have um, felt things. I have seen things. Um, I teach classes and teach people how to become mindful and aware of their communication style. And doing that, I have experienced almost every way that my students have experienced. What was it like? People hear voices yeah. in their head, out of their head. I mean, there's all kinds of ways to connect. You know, I've, I've been downtown in many city centers in Montreal, Toronto, uh, here in Hamilton. And at one time, I used to see people talking to themselves, and I thought, they, oh, my gosh, you're a little <laughs> off the wall. But after doing this show for 23 years, I look at them totally differently now. Now, I know there are some people out there, God bless them, who have have challenges. But then there are other people. Or earphones. People, or earphones, that's right. But then, after speaking to the many people I've done, including people like yourself, I say, you know, I put a smile on my face and say, they know. They're talking. People are listening. They're not talking to themselves. Yeah. And I think when well, you when you come to that that revelation, you start looking at the entire world totally differently. Well, I've been told that m- many of our highest spiritual beings on the planet mm-hmm. living right now are living in our homeless, that they're here to show yeah. us that we're not home until we're all home. And this, you know, connecting with our with our lineage mm-hmm. is part of that traveling back to home. We are all united, we are all one. We have to awaken to the greatness of who we are and own that in order to really reunify with the whole of all the universe. You see, I agree with you 100%. I agree that we are all one. And for some reason, instead of bringing us together, religious philosophies are actually putting wedges between us. My religion is better than yours. And I think that this is all part of a test to see how we can forego the 
the wedges that are being put into our lives to bring us all back together as one. I agree. Yeah. Um, if I can separate you, I can control you. Look exactly. at Lincoln's famous um, house divided speech. That was the whole concept. If I can make you fight against someone else, mm-hmm. then I can more better control you. And in fact, I went to, uh, uh, in my political experiences, I went to campaign trainings that taught you how to get people in fear. Because if I can get you in fear, I can control you. Yeah. I can make you not vote for my opponent, or I can make you vote for me based on manipulation of fear. So there's a whole lot of stuff out there that makes us want to be uh, divided, because then we're controllable. And those who have the power will continue to have the power. If we become empowered by truly knowing who we are, no one or nothing can tr- control us. What was it like when you were speaking to President uh, Lincoln? How did you feel knowing that you were talking to one of the greatest uh, icons in, in history? It was shocking and, and very humbling. You know, people go, well, why didn't you ask him this? Mm-hmm. I mean, I was shocked. First of all, I'd gone to Washington, D.C., and I'd gone to, I was there for a conference, mm-hmm. and then um, I had gone down to the Lincoln Museum that there is below the Ford Theater. And seeing his things and feeling his energy, and if you know the history of Lincoln, he was hated during his day. He yes. was not the revered man he is today. He was criticized and, and slammed whenever there was opportunity. He was slovenly. Um, he was. They say he, you know, he was so dirty. They had seeds growing in his office there in, in Springfield. Um, he he really wasn't well respected during his time, and so I just sort of sit down and mentally sent him mm-hmm. a thank you note saying, you know, I really I know that you didn't let, get to experience the awe that people have for you, but now know that you are recognized as being one of the greats. And I just literally sent him a letter wow. sitting on the bench. I went on to my meeting a few hours later, and I felt this incredible energy. Um, if you could imagine having invisible chocolate pudding around you, it was that thick and that tangible and this energy came through me and then my pen and again i have i'm well educated i have a phd i write normal Mm -hmm. my pen went to this very unusual way of holding it and then this and i'm watching my hand move this whole letter came through from abraham lincoln Wow. And it was basically a response to my letter to him, and it talked about, you know, I was involved in politics, and I was going to have this experience, I'm mm-hmm. going to have that experience. In fact, the whole the letter is reprinted in the book Exploring Life's Last Frontier, but one of the lines was, those who plotted my demise, those who claimed to be my, my friend also plotted my demise, and you too shall have those who sabotage you, or something along that fact. And it was signed A. Lincoln. I didn't know how Abraham Lincoln signed his name, but it was signed very distinctly A. Lincoln. And then when I'm looking at his signatures later on, and going, oh my God, that's exactly how he signed his name on my letter. And I felt... You know, I really was in awe. I mean, I don't know who you respect so much that if you were to see them, you would be without speech. And that's how I felt. It was just so, such an awesome experience to have this incredible energy. This incredible doctor, you and I have to take our we have to take our news break. Please stand by. Exonation Doctor Heather Harder is my guest. HeatherHarder.com. And we'll be back on the other side of this news break. Don't go away. I'm Rob McConnell, and welcome to the X-Zone, a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. Today on the X-Zone, contacting the dead by phone. (laughs) Can you contact the dead by phone? Thomas Edison kept his machines secret until they were patented. 
so little is known about what he may have planned but never completed. However, in 1941, a blueprint was found in New York for a telephone to contact the dead, and this was allegedly to have been Edison's plan. It may have well been a fraud. However, in any case, a model was made from the design, but unfortunately, it didn't work. Contacting the dead? Fact or fiction? The quest continues in the Zone. Exonation, Dr. Heather Harder is our guest this hour. She's the author of Interdimensional Communication, The Art and Science of Talking to Ghosts, Spirits, Angels, and Other Dead People. Her website is www.heatherharder.com. You know, during the commercial break, uh, Dr. Harder, you and I were talking about, uh, you know, what it must have been like for you to to actually communicate with the late, great President Abraham Lincoln and... Uh, and so, so you're, so you also do from. Uh, let me see. Uh, would you call what you do channeling? No. When you channel, you're bringing information through you to someone else. Mm-hmm. That's a different process. I, I just speak directly to those who are in other dimensions. Wow. Um, I have talked to people on on spaceships, and I have talked to people who are have been living and are now deceased. I've talked to people who never have lived on planet. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's all kinds of categories of those, um, and that's I talk to them. I can relay the message, but I don't bring it through me for someone else. So you were saying you speak to people on spaceships. Are you know? Can you also communicate with others on other planets? Yes. Wow. Yes. And there, and Earth is a is a school mm-hmm. again. In my book, Interdimensional Communication, I talk about it. There, there are twelve different dimensions of life. Um, Earth is transferring from third dimension, which is locked into physical reality, into fifth dimension, where you understand that we're all part of that oneness. Fourth dimension is that transition state where you begin to recognize there's more to life than these five senses. And most people on the planet in some facet of their life recognize that now. Um, We have moved into fourth, but fourth is a transition state onto fifth. Once we get to fifth, that's when planet Earth will settle down at its new dimension saying, oh, we're all one. What I do in my life will affect someone somewhere else. Um, the butterfly effect. You know, right. If the butterfly bats its wing in, in India, it affects the weather in California. Mm-hmm. That that aspect that we're all connected and that we all change the reality is really important. And when we get there, we will have arrived for this transition. So who else have you talked to that, that our listeners would know? Um. <sighs> I don't get names for a lot of people because I have been told that I need to learn to trust the unnamed force because Mm. my job is to teach other people to awaken. So if I'm always talking to Aunt Bertha, I'd be teaching people how to connect to Aunt Bertha or St. Germain or somebody. I understand. And so for me, I I don't get a name. I just get energy fields. But I get a lot of demonstrations. Um, I did, I've done workshops for all priests and nuns. I've, I've done uh, workshops for all uh, ascetic Jews in, in New York. I've done workshops um, for doctors and, and nurses. And, in fact, in one of those workshops, there was the head of nursing for this one hospital. who was She was a very large lady, I'd say well over 300 pounds. And so I'm using her to demonstrate how you can see when spirit comes up, uh, comes in. You can you can see certain things in your body, and I teach people how to recognize what it looks like and how it feels. 
And all of a sudden, her body, and this is a very big body, starts bouncing about six to nine inches off her chair. So she's literally being raised and lowered very quickly, Mm -hmm. and she's sobbing like crazy. And so I I sort of move in to feel the energy to make sure she's okay, and Mm -hmm. and the energy feels great. And she goes, it feels so good. Oh, my gosh. And I'd never had that kind of extreme demonstration before, but I was later told that there were people in the audience who didn't believe it was real. They needed a demonstration. And so um, I've had lots of experiences like that where people go, holy cow, how did that happen? Um, because it's so extreme. So and tell me, doctor, a fun one. when you, when you're communicating with the other side, can, I, I, talking to President Lincoln, you obviously can talk to people who have passed in the past. But can you also talk to those or communicate with those who have passed in the future? Well, again, I've never tried, but if it's possible, mm-hmm. I'm sure I can, because it's all part of the same energetic mix. Exactly, um, yeah. So uh, I'm, I'm sure it's, it's very possible. Um, we, we have an individual soul print, mm-hmm. but our soul has many aspects. So even the, the um, Robin Mc, um, that's sitting in front of, sitting there with you, as you, mm-hmm. has many other aspects around the planet. So we can connect with different parts of ourselves. We can connect with other um, time frames, you know, forward and backwards. And so the skill is being able to have faith and trust and open the door safely. People get themselves into a lot of trouble if they don't understand the sort of the protocol of the dead people world and yeah. they just play with it and then they are surprised that they get these attachments or these very unpleasant energies that are in, in fact infecting their lives that you really have to know how to have sort of your safety shield up mm-hmm. so that I call it my lovingly my cosmic condom and you never leave home without it. Um <laughs> <laughs> so that you Cosmic don't get your condom. <laughs> when people play with the Ouija board, it was it was a, a stellar doorway, very mm-hmm. powerful, but it was sold as a toy. So people played with it as a toy, and then they got these spirits in, and they didn't know how to get rid of them. So understanding that there is a procedure, mm-hmm. there are safety factors that you must consider when you're going to play in someone else's world, and that's really what you're doing. You know, well. Uh, how does what you do and what so many others do by communicating with this dead, with the dead, I should say, how does this fit in with different religious philosophies? Um, you know, uh, if you're talking to dead people, do some people believe you're entertaining the devil? Oh, yeah, yeah. But but there are people who think if you sing, you're entertaining the devil. And That's true. If you dance, you entertain the devil. So, you know, what other people believe is not mm-hmm. my concern. Um, as a university professor in a very traditional university, when I wrote my first book, which is Many Were Called, Few Were Chosen, The Story of Mother Earth and the Earth-Based Volunteers, when I wrote that book, it was so, such a shock to me. And I sat down and literally for eight days at the computer wrote out the story of what's going on at the planet now, why we're here, what role we all play in it. And it was shocking even to me. So I had a priest read it. I had a rabbi, I mean a a rabbi read it. I had a traditional minister in a in a very uh, conventional religion read it to say, "All right, what do you think?" And all of them said, "It it doesn't in any way conflict with our religious beliefs. It just goes beyond it." 
And um, one of the words that I had in there was adne. And mm-hmm. he says, why'd you say that? And I said, I don't know. I just, it was just it felt like the word to say. And he goes, well, in the Jewish faith, that word is another word for God. It's a Sanskrit word for God. Well, I didn't know that, but that was the word that I knew had to be there. And so literally um, what I'm saying, I've never had anybody at dis- disagree with, mm-hmm. but it still challenges the conventionality of being a limited human, because after all, we're only human. So when I get those people, I just lovingly say, well, why don't we pray together? And we pray to know truth. And then if I'm wrong, I'll get truth. And if you're wrong, you'll get truth. And I'm open for that. And so that usually satisfies any of the naysayers. How many different people on the other side have you communicated with over the years? Oh, God. I wouldn't even Hundreds, know. thousands? I could count that, yeah. 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 Um, I, you know, I can, because I've, oftentimes I do radio shows where people call in, mm-hmm. and I connect with people that they know, and so I may go through 20 or 30s in one radio wow. show. Um, so I, I couldn't even begin to number it. And because I'm dealing with energies, not names, I right. also can't tick off a list that says, okay, this is one person. Right. But it's extensive. I had... You know, and, and one of the things that I, I know to be truth is that you can't even be murdered without soul agreement, that at some level you've agreed to play that role. Wow. And so I've, I've talked to a lot of people who were murdered who told sort of the rest of their story of, of their murder or their mm-hmm. death in an accident and, and that kind of thing. So it's extensive. Does that also apply to those brave men and women who go into different conflicts around the world as part of our our, our military system, that they have agreed that they are going to die in a military conflict? They have agreed to the experience. Wow. Um, and so if that's military conflict, that's fine. A friend of mine who is an incredibly amazing man who fought in the Vietnam War, and when he, and he was one of the most decorated men in um, Vietnam. He was a pilot. He was just incredible. And he was writing a book called Angels in Vietnam. Mm-hmm. But he, to my knowledge, he's never finished it. Um, but what he said is that he would get in his helicopter as a pilot to go out and do a, a rescue, and there would be somebody there who's talking about the issues of, you know, war and why we fight war and what's going on. And, and his stories were amazing, where he was literally shot through and had the seat behind him have bullet wounds in it, but his body was completely clear, and just on and on and on. What I was told about Vietnam, I haven't been told about the more recent wars, is that Vietnam was fought in our living room to show how ugly war was, that as long as we take and make it something beautiful and regal and proud to serve in, that we're going to continue to fight and have these conflicts, that there is a better way, a higher way, but we, as long as we worship war, we're not going to look for them. Um, And so when we had Vietnam in our living rooms, and Mm -hmm. it was broadcast daily, live from the battlefront, um, what we decided to do, or the leaders of our country decided to do, is just change channels. They just said, no more broadcasting from the field. So So now we see a sanitized war. We don't see the ugliness of it as much. Going back to 2000, you were running as a presidential candidate, if I'm not mistaken. And one of the part of the platform that you were running on was the um, getting the truth out about UFOs. Yes. Has your viewpoint changed over the years? Oh, heavens no. Um, And again, we have such craziness um, Mm -hmm. going on in Washington where where they say 
they first of all they say oh ufos don't exist but then we have laws on the book that say if you talk to a ufo or an alien presence you can be put in quarantine forever you know so they have all these laws that govern contact uh, you can't they have copyright laws you cannot copyright off-planet information that you receive through various spirit forms and yet they they say they don't exist so it's it's just a huge um, joke. I loved one of yeah. your quotes, and this is it. UFOs exist and have always existed. You must only view the Nazca lines in Peru as proof. No amount of government denial will change my beliefs. Yeah. Good for you. And and it's uh, truly, and if you go out, you know, once you're heart-centered, and that's, mm-hmm. that's a key, you've got to be heart-centered, not mental-centered. The mind is a tool that we use um, for various functions, but we, when we are really coming from our soul self, we're coming from the heart place. Once you're heart connected, you can go out and lay and watch the stars, and I do it with groups all the time, and literally talk to the spaceships, and they will identify themselves, they'll, they'll change size, they'll change colors, they'll move in very erratic, like make little triangle mm-hmm. patterns, they'll, they'll do things so that you can recognize them and see them. Um, they want us to awaken to who we are, and they're doing all kinds of things to help us. But there's also the other side, because in the alien world, as in every other world, there's the good and the not-so-good. There are those who also want to keep us controlled and keep us in our little boxes so that the people who have the power keep the power. And so just as on Earth there's that push between greater self and, and little self there is in the alien world as well. So let me ask you, Doctor, after the communication that you've done for yourself and for others, the work and your beliefs in extraterrestrials and, and interdimensional communication, let me ask you a very simple question. Why are we here? Oh, we're here to help the Earth. Um, back, And that's the whole many were called story. Mm-hmm. Um, back when um, the Earth was being developed, it was developed as a playground where every thought we have becomes our reality. We live in a world that can be anything we choose it to be. That was the fun of it. Wow. But those who created those, this world never thought that we would choose hate and violence, never thought we would choose um, discrimination and, and all the ucky things of life, um, control, domination. And so there were never any safeguards put into place. Well, our consciousness determines our vibrational level, you know, what with the thoughts we think Mm -hmm. affects who we are, and collectively we affect the earth. So when we started doing judgments and other kinds of things on this planet, we literally jeopardized the health of the planet. Um, Pollution is a manifestation of the consciousness of that area. So if you look at places of greatest pollution, that's the place of greatest dis-ease in, in the consciousness of that area. And so if it went unchecked, the planet would be destroyed. We're moving closer to that all the time. And so the volunteers from other worlds came to this planet to make a difference. It's why we have so many tree huggers and so many people who are professing love and light and how, you know, on, and the spiritual awakening and the consciousness and the health um, issues and all the other facets of, of helping create a better mindful um, life now is so prevalent on the planet because collectively we impact the vibration of the planet and it's the vibration of the planet that we're here to change. But to do that, we have to impact humanity. So I, so would I be correct in saying that the original idea for this planet was to be the hollow deck for humanity? A hollow deck? I don't know. Hollow deck. 
where oh, holodeck. yes, like on the Starship um, Enterprise, where you can go in and and whatever your dream no, is, uh, whatever uh, your fantasy uh, is, it would be created for you. In my opinion, no. I mean, I, I may get different information tomorrow, but in my mm-hmm. opinion, no. Planets are designed to be like lab schools for lessons. So this planet is about free will, and it's about um, free thought, so that you literally create your reality in any direction you want. Other planets, you work with fewer things. Uh, you may only be working on discrimination or discernment or only on love. This planet puts everything together. This is the Super Bowl of all learning experiences, and it was a very involved planet to develop, which is why they want to rescue it and keep it from dis- being destructive. All right, Doctor, you and I have to take our commercial break. We'll be back in a couple of minutes as we wrap up this hour in the action with our guest, Dr. Heather Hart. Her website is www.heatherharder.com. Exonation, welcome back, everyone. Uh, before we get back to our guest, uh, Dr. Heather Harder, as you know, uh, all talk show hosts uh, have received uh, information from the FBI about the people in ISIS who are targeting in Canada and the United States talk show hosts. Well, I've got a message for ISIS. You ain't going to stop us. We're going to keep on talking. We're going to keep on pointing out your weak points. We're going to be a a radio station that is going to get the message across, and we're going to help the authorities bring you down. It's that plain. It's that simple. Exxon Nation, Dr. Heather Harder is our guest, www.heatherharder.com. She's got a great new book out, and not only is it Halloween, but Christmas is around the corner, and this would make a great gift. It's entitled Interdimensional Communication, the Art and Science of Talking to Ghosts, Spirits, angels, and other dead people. First of all, Heather, it's great having you on the show. Uh, I love what you're doing. I love the way that you're getting your message across. So where can our listeners go and buy a copy of your book? Well, at heatherharder.com. You can hit the resource tab, and Mm -hmm. it will have all my books available for sale. How many books have you written, Doctor? Um, There are four published at the moment. Wow. Where do you find the time between... You know, you, the, uh, the, you're, you're a professor, you're an author, you're a speaker, you're a media personality. Where do you find the time? <laughs> well, you just do what you love, and there's always time. So I guess I, you're I can't, right. I don't have a regular schedule. I just uh-huh. do it whenever I get a chance. And all my books deal with, with a bigger and better life in some form or fashion. That's fantastic. Um, what is the final message you would like to leave with the Exxon Nation tonight, Doctor? Oh, just to awaken, to, you know, first of all, to say your prayers to know truth, because mm. truth is out there. And the right. truth is that all of us are much bigger, much more powerful, much more knowing mm-hmm. than what we've been led to believe, and that each of us have the power to change the world. And and if we can accept that as truth, when Jesus said, these things I do, you can do these and greater still, he was talking to us. Mm-hmm. We are capable of more than what Jesus did if we are willing to be open to the truth. You see, I, I like that because I've always believed that the the key to the our existence is in the very first part of 
Genesis, where it's written, and God said, let us create man in our image and our likeness. Therefore, in my opinion, if we're created by God in his likeness and his image, then we ourselves are gods. And we hold the power, and we hold the, the key to all the secrets in our hands. Absolutely. And I feel that image is the base word of imagination, mm-hmm. that we, we got, we're created in God's imagination, and we create in our imagination. And that when we co-create, we're coming from that place of goodness within us, and we can create the world that we want. We can create the political leaders that we want and not the ones that we vote for. I mean, we have all the power in just changing our thoughts to change our reality. Heather, it's been great talking to you. I wish you continued success, and I look forward to the next time you and I talk here in the X. And what's our next talk going to be about? Whatever you choose. Oh, thank you. Take care of yourself. Put in a request, and I can get all kinds of information. Super. I want to thank you once again, Heather. Congratulations on your new book, Interdimensional Communication, The Art and Science of Talking to Ghosts, Spirits, Angels, and Other Dead People. Until the next time we meet, be safe. Thank you. Exonation, that's uh, Dr. Heather Harder. Her website is www.heatherharder.com. I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news as we continue here in the Exxon from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. If you'd like to send me an email, the email address is exxon at exxonradiotv.com on all social media sites, Exxon Radio TV. And you can listen to the Exxon 724-365 at www.exxonradiotv.com. Once again, Dr. Heather Harder's website is heatherharder.com. We'll be back on the other side of this news break. Don't go away. 